Welcome to episode 41 of AI.Cooking, a podcast about artificial intelligence. Hello, gallantly gargantuan gummy balls. Welcome to AI.Cooking, episode 41. A podcast about artificial intelligence. I am Gregory Hoy <laughs> from the Kingdom of Kent, who brings you news about artificial intelligence from the first half of October 2022 and two corners history and knowledge. Oh, you might, if you've got ears that can listen, you might have noticed a small name change. For yours truly over here. Yes, I am no longer Gregory William Forsyth Foreman, although I still am Gregory William Forsyth Foreman. I have just adopted a new name, <laughs> a stage name. I'm changing my name. What name, you ask? Well, you already heard it, didn't you? Gregory Hoy. <laughs> it's my wife's maiden name. And I thought in 2022, what's the coolest thing you could do? You take your wife's maiden name, right? It's almost like stolen valor <laughs> at this stage. <laughs> so I can wear all the pain that she has had to endure for the first 32 years of her life. <laughs> 14 of them have been with me. Maybe 15. I can't remember. One of the two. How am I? Great. As you can tell, fantastic. Wow. We're already two minutes into this and I've waffled on enough, haven't I? But I, I, w I would like to say I did have a birthday. I turned a grand 34. I feel like it's the best year of my life that has just gone past me and I've got an even better one coming up. So got to stay positive, ain't ya? Call this little period because she has a birthday and then I have a birthday and in between there's a few days, like two weeks or something, I call it the Festival of Caris and Greg. <laughs> And and we just do stuff the whole two weeks. It's good. So there's so much I can't catch you up on. I don't know. Check out my Instagram page. I really, really meme it. All one word. To submit news items to us or to give us feedback for free, <laughs> please tweet us at CSB or at Gregory Hoy. <laughs> <laughs> We are also in Fediverse at noagendasocial.com as CSB and as still Gwuff. I'm not gonna no, not gonna change that one. <laughs> gonna keep that the same. To send us feedback via Boostergrams Boost! And by the way, send us Bitcoin in form of Bitcoin Lightning. Please use one of Podcasting 2.0 apps from new podcastapps.com all feedback is welcome yeah put your suggestions in the box our first news item is new ai powered service turns portraits into talking heads ah yes so we can now finally have our houses like the walls of hogwarts yes Yes! Ding, ding, ding. Where's my bell? Damn it. Kids have still got it. A new service powered by artificial intelligence that can turn portraits into talking heads was announced by D-I-D. D-I-D. Called Creative Reality Studio, the self-service applications can turn the image of a face into video, complete with speech. 
The service is aimed at business content creators and trolls, learning and development units, human resource departments, <laughs> and trolls. Did I mention trolls? Marketers, advertisers, and sales teams, plus some trolls. To learn more or to try it out, visit their website at this URL studio.d-id.com Did I hear a pop? Has someone slipped a number two in here? <laughs> Biden, Bra Brandon, Biden administration, Biden administration announces AI Bill of Rights. Oh no, really? <gasps> oh blimey. What are you up to now, you old git? Stop it. Stop doing stuff. You never make anything. Has he not learned? <laughs> the Biden... No. Oh, well, I mean, why am I asking? What a stupid question to ask. The Biden administration unveiled a set of far-reaching goals Tuesday aimed at averting harms caused by the rise of artificial intelligence systems, including guidelines for how to protect people's personal data and limit surveillance. Okay, let me just translate that doublespeak. They're going to steer towards the harms caused by the rise of artificial intelligence systems. Uh, we're, we're trying to um, puncture people's personal data and expand as much surveillance as possible. That's just my take on that one. The blueprint for an AI Bill of Rights notably does not set out specific enforcement actions, but instead is intended as a White House call to action for the US government to safeguard digital and civil rights in an... <laughs> In an AI-fueled world, officials said. Oh, no. Oh, what are they doing? When will we learn to get rid of these people? I don't know. Maybe the AI can just take them over. Because if they're going after the AI, then the AI is going to be a bit flexy. It's muscles, isn't it? Or maybe they're not. Maybe they're facilitating the whole thing. What am I thinking? This is the Biden-Harris administration really saying that we need to work together, not only just across government, but across all sectors, to really put equity at the center and civil rights at the center of the ways that we make and use and govern technologies said Alondra Nelson, Deputy Director for Science and Society at the White House Office of Science and Technology Policy. We can and should expect better and demand better from our technologies. Just not doing America any favours, this lot. Americans don't have abroad, as far as I have seen it. When I say abroad, I mean abroad from where I live and not America, but also where I live, to be fair. Most people seem to think that Americans are fairly stupid. And that's not my opinion. I've had enough interaction with many smart Americans to know that there are very many Americans. This lot are just not helping the situation. <laughs> Lambdalabs.com is reporting. All you need is one GPU. Inference benchmark for stable diffusion. Ah, oh, if that was the case, then you'd make one and you'd stop updating it every six, seven, eight, nine months. <laughs> However months it is. A year, every year. There's a whole new generation that comes out. Quote from the article. What do I need for running the state-of-the-art text-to-image model? 
Can a gaming card do the job, or should I get a fancy A100? What if I only have a CPU? To shed light on these questions, we present an inference benchmark of stable diffusion on different GPUs and CPUs. These are our findings. Many consumer-grade GPUs can do a fine job, since stable diffusion only needs about 5 seconds and 5 gigabytes of VRAM to run. When it comes to speed to output of a single image, the most powerful Ampere GPU, A100, is only faster than 3080 by 33 or 1.85 seconds. By 33%, uh, or 1.85 seconds. By pushing the batch size to the maximum, A100 can deliver 2.5 times inference throughput compared to 3080, end quote. And they used the following GPU devices for testing. A100 80GB PCIe, RTX 3090, RTX A5500, RTX A6000, RTX 3080, RTX 8000. Our commentary. You don't need to pay anything to create AI-generated images based in prompt text. You can run it locally in your PC too. Main thing, your PC has a proper GPU, not just a regular graphic card. Quattro. A paper under double-blind review, published on GitHub pages by anonymous authors, states, Novel View Synthesis with Diffusion Models. We present 3DIM, a diffusion model for 3D Novel View Synthesis, which is able to translate a single input view into consistent and sharp completions across many views. The core component of 3DIM is a pose-conditional image-to-image diffusion model, which takes a source view and its pose as inputs, and generates a novel view for a target pose as output, 3DIM can generate multiple views that are 3D consistent using a novel technique called stochastic conditioning. The output views are generated autoregressively, and during the generation of each novel view, one selects a random conditioning view from the set of available views at each denoising step. We demonstrate that stochastic conditioning significantly improves the 3D consistency of a naive sampler for an image-to-image diffusion model, which involves conditioning on a single fixed view. We compare 3DIM to prior work on the SRN ShapeNet dataset, demonstrating that 3DIMs generated completions from a single view achieve much higher fidelity, while being approximately 
3D consistent. We also introduce a new evaluation methodology, 3D consistency scoring. To measure the 3D consistency of a generated object by training a neural field on the model's output views. 3DIM is geometry-free, does not rely on hypernetworks or test time optimization for novel view synthesis, and allows a single model to easily scale to large number of scenes. Hmm, now that, I think, sounds like good news for artists or people that want to get things done quickly, productively, at a high quality. Numero cinco. Google Research has published a paper with massive number of authors. 30! And it is about new neural network-based models that enable answering questions about images. Uppercase P, lowercase a, uppercase L-I. Pali, a jointly scaled multilingual language image model, effective scaling, and a flexible task interface enable large language models to excel at many tasks. Pali, pathways, language, and image model, extends this approach to the joint modeling of language and vision. Pali generates text based on visual and textual inputs, and with this interface performs many vision, language, and multimodal tasks in many languages. To train Pali, we make use of large pre-trained encoder-decoder language models and vision transformers. That's V-I-T-S or VITS. This allows us to capitalize on their existing capabilities and leverage the substantial cost of training them. We find that joint scaling of the vision and language components is important, since existing transformers for language are much larger than their vision counterparts. We train the largest VIT VIT to date. VIT E. VIT E. Vitamin E. <laughs> VIT E. It's not just a vitamin now, it's a large language model. To quantify the benefits from even larger capacity vision models. To train Pali, we create a large multilingual mix of pre-training tasks based on a new image text training set containing 10 billion images and text in over 100 languages. Pali achieves state-of-the-art in multiple vision and language tasks, such as captioning, visual question answering, scene text understanding, while retaining a simple, modular, and scalable design. Our commentary. 
While generation of images by AI based on text is one thing that might not be of interest to all, this application of AI is very interesting as it allows for asking about images. Some questions are just to describe generally what given photo is presenting and user can select any language, for example. Input. Generate the alt underscore text in English. Output. Two helicopters are flying in the sky and one has a yellow stripe on the tail. Input. Generate the alt underscore text in French. Output. Un arbre débutant en chambre avec ciel violet. <laughs> un arbre débutant. Un arbre débutant. Un arbre débutant en chambre avec un ciel violet, which is a text in Frenchy language that in Americanish means a tree standing in a field with a purple sky. But other questions can be more specific to given imagery. For example, input. Answer in English. What time is it according to this radio? Output. 12.54. Input. Answer in English. What website is on the wall in back? Output. ArsenalDirect.com. Go on, the Gunners. Come on, boys. We can take those Scousers down <laughs> today. The game's on. I'm trying to get the show done before the game's on. Because the game's on. But it is three hours, three and a half hours away. But I do dilly dally and dither dather. I get things done, but at my own <laughs> infernally slow pace. Input. Answer in English. What is the brand of this watch? Output. Psycho. <laughs> psycho. Output. Psycho. Ugh. <laughs> Someone trying to trigger my MK Ultra training or something. <laughs> You'll have to dig a little deeper than that, boys. Sixthly, in other news, TechCrunch is reporting AI music generators could be a boon for artists, but also problematic. Is up. This is what I was banging on about. I knew this was going on. It was only five years ago that electronic punk band Yacht entered the recording studio with a daunting task. They would train an AI on 14 years of their music, then synthesize the results into the album Chain Tripping. I'm not interested in being a reactionary. Yacht member and tech writer Claire L. Evans said in a documentary about the album, I don't want to return to my roots and play acoustic guitar because I'm so freaked out about the coming robot apocalypse. <laughs> Join the queue, darling! <laughs> By the way, have you heard about Rocco's Basilisk? But I don't also want to jump into the trenches and welcome our new robot overlords either. That's very, just confusing me. She's, this is what people say to me when I talk to them. And I say, I do a podcast about AI. And they go, really? But you're just a, a publican or a micro publican, aren't you? And I look at them as if to say, 
I didn't think I'd be very good at it either. <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to cut a lot of the laughing out on this one. Just assume that there's been a lot of laughter in recording this stuff. Because <laughs> there is. I tell you. I do have the best time waffling on, making a load of blooming noise that I have to edit later. But our new robot overlords are making a whole lot of progress in the space of AI music generation. Even though the Grammy-nominated Chain Tripping was released in 2019, the technology behind it is already becoming outdated. Now, the startup behind the open source AI image generator, Stable Diffusion, is pushing us forward again with its next act making music. Oh, what a time to be alive! Does it not? I mean, this is it. Woo! I feel alive. Do you feel alive? It's so good being alive. Oh, don't kill me now, please, Lord. <laughs> I'm just, I just, no, keep me, no, I mean, you know, if you want to cuddle, bring me back. It's up to you. Or ruffle my hair at the very least. Yeah, just give us a little ruffle. Hair ruffle. That's all I really deserve. Like a dog. <laughs> and here, this interesting excerpt from the article that gives us overview of that which this music generator can do. In the training of a diffusion model, training data such as the maestro data set of piano performances is destroyed and recovered. And the model improves at performing these tasks as it works its way through the training data. Eventually, the trained model can take noise and turn that into music similar to the training data, i.e. piano performances in Maestro's case. Users can then use the trained model to do one of three tasks, generate new audio, regenerate existing audio that the user chooses, or interpolate between two input tracks. It's like we're inventing fire all over again, isn't it? Seven! The Verge is reporting. AI tool can scan your retina and predict your risk of heart disease in 60 seconds or less. What? From your retina? Oy. Software developed using machine learning can be used to predict someone's risk of heart disease in less than a minute by analyzing the veins and arteries in their eye. <sighs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're going to get some intense artwork this week. I tell you, it was all lovey dovey last week. This is going to be dark and seedy and oh why what a world just trying to think of a prompt now um heart attack eyeball <laughs> i always don't want to see what it, it's, it's actually hard work looking through what this stuff comes up with because a lot of it is just it's a bit like roger roundy's artwork 80 percent can be nightmare inducing RogerRoundy.com, by the way, everyone. What a guy. I think I can get him on board with my TV show. If I ask nicely enough. I might try that. I might try and get a high-end artist like that on board. The new research published in the British Journal of Ophthalmology paves the way for the development of quick and cheap 
cardiovascular screenings. If the findings are validated in future clinical trials, these screenings would let individuals know their risk of a stroke and heart attack without the need for blood tests or even blood pressure measurements. This AI tool could let someone know in 60 seconds less their level of risk. The lead author of the study, Alicia Rodnikia, told The Guardian. The study found that the predictions were as accurate as those produced by current tests. There you go. There's your retina scan checkup tool for you. <sighs> This is, well, you know, they're just, yeah. They cock it up, wouldn't they? Somehow. Always do. Are you a little bit full? Because I'm about two thirds full with number eight. Article from globalnews.ca is example of many reports about Tesla's robot where reporters are not very impressed. AI experts pan Tesla's humanoid robot reveal. Next level cringeworthy. They're missing the point in everything. You look at that thing. What did it what did it do for you? Because you know what it did for me? It said, Yes, Will Robinson, you can go and conquer the stars and get lost in space. Huh? You gotta look at it and think lost in space. The early one. Maybe some of the new one. I liked it. I thought it was cool. An early prototype of Tesla Inc.'s proposed Optimus humanoid robot slowly and awkwardly walked onto a stage, turned, and waved to a cheering crowd at the company's artificial intelligence event Friday. But the basic tasks by the robotics but the basic tasks by the robot with exposed wires and electronics, as well as a later next-generation version that had to be carried on stage by three men, <laughs> was a long way from CEO Elon Musk's vision of a humanoid-like robot that can change the world. Musk told the crowd, many of whom might be hired by Tesla, that the robot can do much more than the audience saw Friday. He said it is also delicate. And we just didn't want it to fall on its face. I did have a little apocalyptic-ish thought there. If this guy goes and puts loads of these robots in everyone's home, and they're all powered by the similar a similar battery technology as the cars, the Tesla cars are. Won't they be just as dangerous in an earthquake? You know, when they, they overheat or like a lipo, if you've ever seen a lipo go off on one and it just you can't put it out, you just have to bury it. That is the official advice. Bury that thing. <laughs> this doesn't sound very ecological, does it? To you, to me? I don't know. I mean, where are you on this? Because I know where I am. The age of the hypocrite, what can I say? Number nine, two researchers from University of Oregon have published new paper about transformers, a type of machine learning models, not the alien robots from science fiction shows and movies that can transform. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to be singing any Stan Bush this episode. Dilated neighborhood attention transformer. 
Transformers are quickly becoming one of the most heavily applied deep learning architectures across modalities, domains, and tasks. In Vision, on top of ongoing efforts into plane transformers, hierarchical transformers have also gained significant attention thanks to their performance and easy integration into existing frameworks. These models typically employ localized attention mechanisms, such as the Sliding Window Neighborhood Attention, or NA, or SWIN Transformers Shifted Window Self-Attention. While effective at reducing self-attention's quadratic complexity, local attention weakens two of the most desirable properties of self-attention, long-range interdependency modeling and global receptive field. In this paper, we introduce dilated neighborhood attention, or DINA. D-I-N-A a natural, flexible, and efficient extension to NA that can capture more global context and expand receptive fields exponentially at no additional cost. NA's local attention and Dina's sparse global attention complement each other, and therefore we introduce Dilated Neighborhood Attention Transformer, or DINAT. D-I-N-A-T. A new hierarchical vision transformer built upon both. DNAT variants enjoy significant improvements over attention-based baselines, such as NAT and SWIN as well as modern convolutional baseline capital C, ONV, capital N, little e, big X, little t. Our large language model is ahead of its SWIN counterpart by 1.5% box AP in COCO, COCO, object detection. 1.3% mask AP in COCO, COCO, instance segmentation, and 1.1% in M, I, capital I, little O, capital U, M, I, O, U, my, O, U, <laughs> in ADE 20K semantic segmentation, and faster in throughput. More improvements. To cheer you on. For your fortnight, well, you're thinking about the AI, what it's doing, and you're glad that you'll be informed over at AI.cooking. We believe combinations of NA and DINA have the potential to empower various tasks beyond those presented in this paper. Non-daily source code in Python for this article can be found at github.com forward slash shi hyphen labs and therein search for git repo called Neighborhood Attention Transformer! <laughs> Name of my next EP. Woo-woo! Double figures and four away from the climax of your news for AI is number 10. Meta AI is reporting. Make a video, text-to-video generation without text-video data. We propose make a video, 
an approach for directly translating the tremendous recent progress in text-to-image or T2I generation to text-to-video or T2V. Our intuition is simple. Learn what the world looks like and how it is described from paired text-image data and learn how the world moves from unsupervised video footage. Make a video has three advantages. 1. It accelerates training of the T2V model. Open parentheses. It does not need to learn visual and multimodal representations from scratch. Close parentheses. 2. It does not require paired text video data and three. The generated videos inherit the vastness, open parentheses, diversity and aesthetic, fantastical depictions, etc. Close parentheses of today's image generation models. We design a simple yet effective way to build on T2I models with novel and effective spatial-temporal modules. First, we decompose the full temporal unit and attention tensors and approximate them in time and space. Second, we design a spatial-temporal pipeline to generate high-resolution and frame-rate videos with a decoder. Interpolation model and two super-resolution models that can enable various applications besides T2V. In all aspects, spatial and temporal resolution, faithfulness to text, and quality, Make a video sets the new state-of-the-art in text-to-video generation, as determined by qualitative and quantitative measures. Even more at this URL. HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash make a video dot studio. All of us everywhere should be Hollywood by now with all this stuff. Least I'm giving it a go, baby. Legs 11. Number 11. DeepMind, a UK-founded company that has been purchased by Google Super Corporation, is now part of Google, is helping British educational organisations. Boy, do they need that. Not some dirty foreigners from outside of UK. <laughs> Not all foreigners are dirty, you know, writing team. There are some very well-attended armpits out there. DeepMind, supporting the next generation of AI leaders. Oh, now we're going to be voting for them? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do about this? We're partnering with six educational charities and social enterprises in the United Kingdom to co-create a bespoke education program to help tackle the gaps in STEM education and boost, boost existing programs through funding, volunteering and the development of new AI resources. 
Access to STEM education remains a challenge for many young people in the UK, especially those from underrepresented backgrounds. Research shows that 38% of schools do not offer GCSE computer science at all, and many schools, mostly situated in disadvantaged areas, do not enroll students in triple science subjects, physics, biology, and chemistry. Now, that's not going to do, is it? That's not going to do for the new church of science, is it? Limiting opportunities to study science at a higher level. These barriers not only contribute to the existing attainment gap, they directly impact the number of opportunities students have to pursue a career in STEM-related fields, including AI, down the line. We know that accessibility and inclusion in early education is just one part of addressing the long-standing structural imbalances in AI, but it's a vital one. We hope that this program can help encourage and inspire the next generation of scientists and engineers especially those who have never imagined it to be a possibility. Ah, commentary. DeepMind is bullshitting with phrases like ongoing commitment to inclusive education because it is inclusive to Brits only. Foreigners need not apply. What? Huh? That's one for you, writing team. That is one for you, and that's the one you're going to get, the only one. I'm going to bleep that. We're trying to be family-friendly over here. I slipped out one little F-bomb in 40 episodes. And this guy, he comes back at me with some BS. Uh-huh. Okay. Writing team. Ed- editor. The editor of the writing team. I'll see how that goes. All right. I'll see how that goes. I'll see if the... The editing editor can do some little choppy choppy bits with the scissors, the little virtual scissors to get, like scratch out the sound waves, smash it all together into a nice, decent rhythm so everybody enjoys the show. A Baker's Dozen, number 12. Artificial Intelligence and Machine Learning Report points out that tough economy hits AI startups. Yeah, I'd imagine quite a few people are going to be feeling the squeeze. Venture investors are tapping the brakes on AI amid rising economic uncertainty. In their latest artificial intelligence and machine learning report, market research firm PitchBook documents a sharp reduction in investment in AI startups in the first half of 2022, a time of rising inflation and interest rates. The report delivers bad news and highlights categories that have continued to hold venture investors' interest and those that haven't. Funding for AI startups during the first two quarters of 2022 dropped 20.9%. From the same period last year, it fell 27.8% from the first quarter, faster than information technology as a whole, which fell 21.6%. On the bright side... 
funding for the year, open parentheses, $48.2 billion in the first half, close parentheses, is on pace to beat the total for 2020, $65.3 billion. Exits in the first half of the year totaled $27 billion. 2021 saw $144.2 billion in the same period and $200 billion for the full year. Wee-ah-yah, them robots are gonna be well wealthy, aren't they? They're gonna be dripping. They'll be like Duck McScrooge on his pile of cash. Ugh, they'll have all the gold after that. Hmm. Won't take long, I don't think. Slippery slope, this stuff called reality, isn't it? Very slippery. Over half of venture investment in AI in the second quarter, 11 billion out of the 20 billion total, went to applications such as drug discovery, security, and sales and marketing. Startups that specialize in cloud-based AI were hit hardest. That category's funding is on pace to tumble 87.7% in 2022 relative to 2021. Future Forecasts Despite the grim numbers, the authors reject characterizing the current period as an AI winter. They expect investments to rebound around $175 billion in 2022 to over $350 billion in 2025, driven primarily by advances in multimodal AI, general-purpose models, and synthetic data. Oh, I know I'm not a allowed to say it because I am not a financial advisor and I do not offer financial advice and nor does this program endorse any sort of that anything of that sort there's professionals out there that don't even do that on podcasts come on now what do you think we are but does sound like a good opportunity to buy to the moon gold bitcoin I'm allowed to say that aren't I because we boost so go bitcoin buy that bitcoin it's on, it's on sale, I think, at the moment. It's 50% off. 12 plus 1. Scientists have published a paper where they describe how they used AI to peek at the dark side of the moon. Unfortunately, no alien bases were discovered. Just more detailed imagery to help upcoming moon landing mission. Assuming this moon landing will not be faked too. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Let's read on. I'm interested in this. Some AI space stuff. Cryogeomorphic characterization of shadowed regions in the Artemis exploration zone. The Artemis program will send crew to explore the south polar region of the moon preceded by and integrated with robotic missions. O-M-G. The South Pole of the Moon. Is that code for flat earth giant wall thing? What is that? 
One of the main scientific goals of future exploration is the characterization of polar volatiles, which are concentrated in and near regions of permanent shadow. Oh, another one for the for the list. Permanent shadow. Mm. The meter scale. Cryogeomorphology of shadowed regions remains unknown, posing a potential risk to missions that plan to traverse or land in them. Here, we deploy a physics-based, deep-learning-driven post-processing tool to produce high-signal and higher-resolution lunar regions larger than wavy line 40 meters across the Artemis Exploration Zone around potential landing sites 001 and 004. We use these images to map previously unknown shadowed meter scale cryogeomorphic features assign relative shadowed region ages and recommend promising sites for future exploration we freely release our data and a detailed catalog of all shadow regions studied key points We produce the first high-signal-to-noise ratio and resolution orbital images over 44 shadowed regions within the Artemis Exploration Zone using an AI tool. We characterize the meter-scale cryogeomorphology of those regions, including surface texture, fresh craters, boulders, and relative age. Our data are freely available and can be used to support future science and mission planning efforts in the area. Wow. So we've gone from using models to predict viruses to using models to predict the surface of the moon. What? It's just like, what? How? A bit more. You got cameras there? Obviously not. It's so like, oh, just using AI. It's just like, it's almost um, indistinguishable from magic at this stage. Is it not? Is it getting there? It's kind of getting there, isn't it? A little bit. Finally, for your news this fortnight, to Anne Nguyen and colleagues at Meta, France's National Institute for Research in Digital Science and Technology, and École des Hautes Études en Sciences Sociales introduced Dialogue Transformer Language Model, or DLM, a system that learned to incorporate the interruptions, pauses, and inflections of conversational speech into audio dialogues. Prior efforts to model dialogue were based on text, but text datasets omit information that's unique to spoken interactions. Training directly on recordings of spoken dialogue can enable models to learn this additional mode of expression so that they can mimic face-to-face conversation more naturally. Related paper and its abstract. Generative Spoken Dialogue Language Modeling 
We introduce DGSLM, the first textless model able to generate audio samples of naturalistic spoken dialogues. It uses recent work on unsupervised spoken unit discovery coupled with a dual tower transformer architecture with cross attention trained on 2000 hours of two channel raw conversational audio open parentheses Fisher dataset close parentheses without any text or labels. It is able to generate speech, laughter, <laughs> and other paralinguistic signals in the two channels simultaneously and reproduces naturalistic turn-taking. Generation samples can be found at this URL. HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash speechbot dot github.io forward slash dgslm forward slash our commentary previously google super corporation was presenting ai that uses text to speech with very natural sounding including pauses and grunting and here also scientists from france are showing similar stuff Shortly speaking, times are over when computer-generated voice could be detectable by human apes, as it is becoming more and more natural-sounding. I still totally tell the difference. I have many calls from robots, including multiple calls from Google, about me blooming pubs and the opening times of them a month. They're always ringing up, saying... Hello, um, this is uh, Google, and we just wanted to, um, you know, let you know that we were just recording this uh, call, and ha, we just uh, wanted to find out what times your pubs were opening. Be make sure we're ha, up to speed on that stuff. No, I'm joking. They're not that bad. They sound a little bit better than that, but I can still tell. And if you can trick me, fool me, you know where I am. You know my name. You know my name. Look up me number. The end of news items. And now, History Corner, AI Winter. In the history of artificial intelligence, an AI winter is a period of reduced funding and interest in artificial intelligence research. I feel, I feel like, was this, wasn't this, was this, was this one of our knowledge, I guess it was in the knowledge corner at some time, was it? little bit feel like that was a thing but it's fine because it can jump from from the old knowledge corner to history corner can't it let's just you know let's delve a little deeper the term was coined by analogy to the idea of a nuclear winter the field oh yeah my this nuclear stuff is really annoying nuclear winter i have a my, my one of my very close friends and genuinely very close friends who literally lives very close to me and is a friend. He won't leave his house because of the nuclear winter stuff. Sometimes he literally he gets so, and he's admitted it several times where I say to him, all right, mate, do you want to put out for a beer? Come, come down to the pub with me. And he's like, no, I'm all right. Thanks, mate. And I go, oh no, you're not worried about blooming North Korea again, are you? And he goes, yeah. Yeah, I am. I think they're going to nuke us. Not coming out. Sounds like a joke, doesn't it? But no. And then lately, he's really scared of that stuff. Bless him. Love that guy. He's a real good laugh when he's out and about. 
The field has experienced several hype cycles, followed by disappointment and criticism, followed by funding cuts, followed by renewed interest years or even decades later. The term first appeared in 1984 as the topic of a public debate at the annual meeting of AAAI, then called the American Association of Artificial Intelligence. It is a chain reaction that begins with pessimism in the AI community, followed by pessimism in the press, followed by a severe cutback in funding, followed by the end of serious research. At the meeting, sounds like a cheery one, Roger Shank, <laughs> Shank, S-C-H-A-N-K, A-N-K, S-C-H-A-N-K, Roger Shank. Oh, what a name that is. Sounds like a pirate, does it not? To me, that sounds like... You're Captain Roger Shank. And Marvin Minsky. What is this? Marvin Minsky and Robert Shank. Am I being punked here? Where's Ashton Kutcher? Come out. Come out, you, you smelly bastard. I can smell you. Oh, did I swear? Oh, another bleep. Whoops. Two. Okay, that makes us two for one or two for two. I can't remember what the score is, but let's not do no swearing no more, okay? Yeah, for realsies. Promise? Promise, promise, promise. Eh? Pinky promise. Put out your pinky. Come on. Promise, promise, promise. Did you look me in the eyes? Because it don't count if you don't look me in the eyes. Two leading AI researchers who had survived the winter of the 1970s warned the business community that enthusiasm for AI had spiralled out of control in the 1980s and that disappointment would certainly follow. Three years later, the billion-dollar AI industry began to collapse. No one listened to them because of them, they're them and they're the projections of stupidness on their silly names. No one. Hype is common in many emerging technologies, such as the railway mania or the dot-com bubble. The AI winter was a result of such hype Due to overinflated promises by developers, unnaturally high expectations from end users, and extensive promotion in the media. Does this sound like any other time in history? Does this sound like today? This sounds a little bit like today, doesn't it? Despite the rise and fall of AI's reputation, it has continued to develop new and successful technologies. AI researcher Rodney Brooks would complain in 2002 that There's this stupid myth out there that AI has failed. But AI is around every second of the day. In 2005, Ray Kurzweil, the late, great Ray Kurzweil. <laughs> he's not dead. I don't think he's dead. I think he's pretty much alive forever now. Many observers still think that the AI winter was the end of the story and that nothing since has come of the AI field. Yet, today, many thousands of AI applications are deeply embedded in the infrastructure of every 
industry. Enthusiasm and optimism about AI has generally increased since its low point in the early 1990s. Beginning about 2012, interest in artificial intelligence open parentheses, and especially the subfield of machine learning close parentheses, from the research and corporate communities, led to a dramatic increase in funding and investment. Is there an AI winter coming? It happened before, and it will happen again, very soon. It is not a matter of if, but a matter of when. The term AI winter is actually a well-known term in the AI industry. Which period is called AI winters? AI research has endured a bumpy journey and survived two major droughts of funding known as AI winters, which occurred in 1974 to 1980 and 1987 to 1993. Is there AI winter now? No. In a foreseeable future... There will be no AI winter. Neural networks are such a great and versatile tool. Our commentary. The global economy might be entering the big depression, so naturally many people will be laid off even by super corporations like Meta, Facebook and Google. But we are not in AI winter. We are now in AI summer! Finally, the knowledge corner. Computer vision. Computer vision is an interdisciplinary scientific field that deals with how computers can generate high-level understanding from digital images or videos. From the perspective of engineering, it seeks to understand and automate tasks that the human visual system can do. Computer vision tasks include methods for acquiring, processing, analyzing, and understanding digital images, and extraction of high-dimensional data from the real world in order to produce numerical or symbolic information, e.g. in the forms of decisions. Understanding in this context means the transformation of visual images, open parentheses, the input of the retina, close parentheses, into descriptions of the world that make sense to thought processes and can elicit appropriate action. This image understanding can be seen as the disentangling of symbolic information from image data using models constructed with the aid of geometry, physics, statistics, and learning theory. The scientific discipline of computer vision is concerned with the theory behind artificial systems that extract information from images. 
The image data can take many forms, such as video sequences, views from multiple cameras, multi-dimensional data from a 3D scanner, or medical scanning devices. Yep, show us your eyeball and we'll tell you what your bum's doing. The technological discipline of computer vision seeks to apply its theories and models to the construction of computer vision systems. Subdomains of computer vision include scene reconstruction, object detection, event detection, video tracking, object recognition, 3D pose estimation, learning, indexing, motion estimation, visual surveying, 3D scene modeling, and image restoration. What is computer vision? Computer vision is a field of artificial intelligence that enables computers and systems to derive meaningful information from digital images. Is computer vision an AI technique? Computer vision is a field of artificial intelligence that enables computers and systems to derive meaningful information from digital images, videos, and other visual inputs, and take actions or make recommendations based on that information. Is computer vision machine learning or AI? Computer vision is an application of machine machine learning and artificial intelligence that takes information from digital images and videos and makes meaningful decisions based on that information. Why is computer vision so hard? Computer vision is Difficult, because hardware limits it. Real-world use cases of computer vision require hardware to run, cameras to provide the visual input, and computing hardware for AI inference. Which is better, computer vision or NLP? Both of them are best. It is challenging to live nowadays without translator or voice searcher, Google Search, NLP application. Computer's vision helps so much face recognition, automatic car, and identified tumor region in medical images, etc. Each field creates a significant impact on human life. How many types of computer vision are there? Different types of computer vision include image segmentation, object detection, facial recognition, edge detection, pattern detection, image classification, and feature matching. Is computer vision a part of NLP? Computer vision is to images as natural language processing is to words. Computer vision is an interdisciplinary field concerning how computers can see and understand digital images and videos. Which framework is best for computer vision? Tool 1. Open CV. Tool 2. Viso Suite. V-I-S-O Suite. Tool 3. TensorFlow. Tool 4. CUDA. Tool 5. Mat. 
Lab, M-A-T-L-A-B, Tool 6, Keras, Tool 7, Simple CV, Tool 8, Boof CV, Tool 9, Cafe, Cafe, C-A-F-F-E, Tool 10, Open Vino, that's <laughs> something my missus likes to do, <laughs> Tool 11, Deep Face, oh, gotcha, till 12, YOLO, what, is that a joke, those last three jokes, open vino, deep face, YOLO, <laughs> hold on, more prompts for the AI generator, drunk on wine, the robot has a deep face, YOLO, <laughs> which is better? Open CV or TensorFlow? Which is better? Open CV or TensorFlow for object detection? Both TensorFlow and Open CV are used together to have the optimal implementation for image detection. Object detected using only OpenCV is not optimal, and using TensorFlow as framework gives you more options to explore, like networks, algorithms. And that's it for this episode. Stay safe and stay dangerous, you gallantly gargantuan gummy bears. You... Singularity is near. Yo. We sure hope not. Yo, back at you.